welcome to the Passenger Seat Podcast, a podcast designed to fill your passenger seat with chat about classic cars, all recorded from my 1968 Morris Minor Peggy. I'm Becca and today I am out doing some post-holiday errands. We got back, as you possibly saw if you follow me on Instagram, from an around 600 mile uh, trip down to the south coast and back again uh, yesterday and um, now there's just a few bits and pieces that I need to pop out and do collecting my spare house key from my parents uh, collecting some food and things because we got back last night um, and only had pizza in the in the freezer really and we'd eaten a lot of pizza on holiday it turned out so uh, we need a few bits and pieces there in reality, I should probably have taken um, my partner's car, which has sat on the driveway uh, the entire time. Uh, but the real reason I took Peggy is because I really dislike driving my partner's car and I needed to record this podcast, so it was as good an excuse as any. But I'll probably end up giving it a little run uh, later this week uh, just to check. It's, it's sat happily on the drive this week. My quirk of classic car ownership does come from uh, the holiday actually. Uh, we kind of gate crashed, as you'll see in the podcast that I'll release next week, all about what we did on our holiday in Peggy. We kind of gate crashed a uh, local meet that was happening down there. We went in, uh, to a museum and they said, oh, well, you're not coming tomorrow with all the other Morris miners. Uh, so we turned up again tomorrow to see what was going on. And uh, there was uh, the Hampshire and Dorset and another branch all meeting up down there. And we were kind of chatting to a few different people there. And uh, they were talking about an article that had recently been in Minor Matters about the average mileage that classic cars do and I think it said it was around 2,500 and these guys were a little bit surprised at that because they figured they did maybe 200 to 500 a year if that uh, so I had to raise my hand and say actually well it's probably me bringing up some of that average as uh, I've covered around 10,000 miles in my year of ownership with Peggy so far and of course that was a lockdown year where I spent a lot of it working from home so she really didn't get as many miles as I suspect she'll get in uh, this year. So it's really interesting to kind of talk to people about the different ways that we use our cars and that's uh, a surprising thing that you find when you talk to other classic car owners um, is, is that usage. It's that usage that I'm actually going to talk about in a little bit more detail uh, in today's podcast. As you've probably seen from the title, thanks to many kind of shocking headlines that came out, I can now uh, officially say I covered 200 odd miles down to the south coast in a Morris Minor on the hottest day of uh, the year, so far, as they like to say. We travelled all the way down from Cambridgeshire to the south coast um, 
ending up in a place called Milford on Sea, which was where we were staying. And that came to around about 200 miles there. And then we did another 200 miles back and approximately uh, 150 odd while we were um, down and around visiting uh, the places that we wanted to on our holiday. So she really got some pretty serious use in the last week. And when I put on my Instagram stories uh, as we were traveling down on that Monday, that we had traveled down on the, the hottest day of the year so far, and that we covered pretty big distances, I got a lot of people asking about how we found it, uh, any kind of tips for doing such long trips. Thankfully, as you can see, it is a lot cooler today. I've been able to kind of do up the windows a little bit and uh, there is a bit of rain in the air. So I'm able to kind of quite comfortably sit in here and record this podcast. Uh, but that was definitely not the case on the way down. So I thought in response to all of uh, the kind of email messages and questions that I got asked on uh, Instagram, I would do kind of a, a succinct one-stop place for people who are thinking about doing a longer trip in their, their classic or their Morris Minor um, in particular about what kind of things we did to prepare and uh, maybe give you uh, some help if you, you're thinking of using your Morris perhaps for a holiday. miners are usually fitted with either an 84 or an 88 degree centigrade um, thermostat that's certainly the ones that are sold on ESM 
and I believe that's what we took out but because before we took the thermostat out uh, we weren't 100% sure if that was the problem when I was ordering the parts uh, they're really quite cheap like a fiver or something uh, to make sure that she would run well especially over summer I actually looked into buying a thermostat that was for a cooler temperature so she's now fitted with a 74 degrees centigrade thermostat I believe it's the typical ones that you get in minis that's certainly what the listing suggested um, but it fits in it comes with its kind of generic um, little head uh, little cork gasket and uh, I don't know massively how much of a difference it's made but it's quite reassuring to me to know that not only is it now opening up which it wasn't doing before because it's sealed shut but it's going to open up at a lower temperature and try and keep that engine cooler especially on uh, those longer runs so that's something that we had to do anyway given what had happened to the old thermostat we had to make the change but it wasn't too difficult of a change so if you're worried um, it might be something you want to think about um, fitting and uh, having a look into yourself alternatively something that I would definitely recommend if you're going to do a long trip regardless of temperature is use the car on shorter more local runs uh, for maybe a week or two beforehand uh, obviously Peggy being my daily is used pretty regularly and um, it means that the problems don't necessarily crop up when you're going to a show or whatever um, obviously with the, the hot rod show that was the case but it gives the problems that might be sitting um, otherwise to crop up before you're 300 400 miles into a trip or or whatever it is so uh, I used her obviously for a few shows and things beforehand some of those trips were a little bit longer but even my little runs um, to and from work in the few weeks before the holiday uh, we're all going to make sure that anything that I noticed is an issue uh, for example the door popping open even little things like uh, the glove box kept popping open so things that I knew were going to annoy me on a longer trip I was able to kind of find some options for fixing those issues before the trip and if I had had the car kind of sat in a garage for maybe the three weeks beforehand I wouldn't have had those opportunities to spot those things. Obviously your oil and water are your big checks but literally on the day uh, before you go um, but also kind of leading into I guess the next part check them pretty regularly throughout your trip. Um, any kind of stops or whatever you do do look into making sure that you're pretty happy 
very, very hot and being very unprepared for how hot it was going to be in here with the vinyl seats. And I had a pretty, pretty gross moment when I got out and realised that, uh, yeah, it was pretty sweaty. And so my mum quickly said that bring towels um, for the seats. It wasn't something that I had previously kind of thought of. Uh, but it was something that my parents having driven kind of older cars and been around for when vinyl seats were very much the norm they were quite used to having to do and being my daily car I thought well maybe we need a little bit of a more permanent solution um, so depends on your situation taking towels beach towels or something to put over your seats is always a good option um, but I actually went on the Shop Disney website and ordered myself up some beach towels with Captain America's kind of chest design uh, all over them and got my sister to run me up just kind of a slip cover so it folds over the top, it's sewn up each side on a sewing machine and then got a bit of elastic that goes underneath uh, the bottom of the chair and that works pretty effectively at kind of reducing some of the hot and sweat from the seats and they're pretty easy for putting them in the washing machine or things like that. There's more expensive fixes like getting like actual leather seats for your car or um, finding some kind of period covers. I did meet a gentleman uh, at the branch meeting who actually had um, period kind of tartan material seats in his Morris Minor but for me these towels work great they also cover up the fact that it's her original seats in here so there's a few kind of really bodge fixes um, that by having these themed beach towels in here uh, nicely covers up for me really so that's kind of all of the things that I did in preparation beforehand some of these things I've obviously had in the car for a while but they certainly made uh, the journey more and Peggy certainly didn't seem to have any real problems with like overheating, struggling with how hot it was, none of those sorts of things uh, really were hurt, it was mostly us that was getting hot um, and there was a few things that we kind of came across um, whilst driving that we found kind of helped. When we set off on the day I knew it was going to be hot, I'd kind of seen the weather forecast a few days before, I knew it was going to be hot so I made sure that I was wearing kind of really light cotton clothes but also that um, my hair was tied up, uh, there's nothing worse as a female driver at least in my opinion than being really hot in your, um, in your car and having like hot hair on the back of your neck. So I found a style that I was pretty happy to have it kind of tied up in uh, whilst I was driving, but also was really secure because those windows were going to be open the entire way. Doing 60, 70 on the motorway, those windows were open and there was not much else uh, I wanted to be worrying about. I certainly didn't want like my hair and things uh, floating around my face. We did have uh, the windows open pretty much all the way down, all the way down there, uh, just to try and help get some airflow in here. Um, it 
the it's the most obvious thing but accepting that you are going to have those windows all the way down all the way there and being prepared for the noise uh, because obviously lots of cars going past you especially if you're going uh, motorways uh, is going to be quite loud and noisy uh, certainly not ideal podcast recording uh, situations I also found that when I was getting quite warm and hot um, having something to distract me um, not from driving as such but something else to think about um, so if I was having a conversation with Jamie that worked quite well but when there wasn't much to talk about uh, it was good to have music on or maybe a podcast or something something else to kind of think about uh, so that you're not just sat there thinking it's hot I'm so hot it's so warm I can't believe it's this hot all these sorts of things are, are gonna kind of help help feel cooler the other super important thing for you on a hot long journey in a classic car is making plans for stops don't just go okay we'll stop when I need to and uh, stop off at service stations make plans for something that's going to be nice and enjoyable for you and is gonna kind of be something you're willing to stop for longer for so on the way down we parked up in Oxford um, being a Morris Minor it was a really great opportunity for me to take her to Oxford I'd never been before at least that I can remember maybe as a very small child I went as part of a car show but I couldn't remember having been before and so we parked up in Oxford admittedly we parked in a multi-story not for everyone but it was an air-conditioned multi-story so Peggy was very cool to come back to and um, we could have a little walk around Oxford have a kind of look at the sites say we've been there kind of thing get some food and we spent maybe a couple of hours in Oxford uh, enjoying it and uh, taking advantage of some air-conditioned shops and things like that and it didn't feel like we were making the journey longer uh, by stopping which can be kind of one of the reasons some people don't feel like stopping because they just want to get the journey over with it was kind of a part of our, our adventure really we did uh, stop at some service stations as well on the way down um, just to kind of pull over get some air um, get some really cold drinks from the, the service station and also just to wind down the windows have a sit under some shade in, in some trees and just kind of sit watch her cool off a little bit but mostly just to get some air and, and cool off ourselves and, and, and hydrate kind of thing it's a good opportunity of that sort of thing to obviously check your oil and water as well in case you're worried about uh, your car boiling over and things like that but it was mostly us boiling over um, to be quite honest with you if you are going to leave your car for a long time and you don't have uh, the kind of option to put it in a nice air-conditioned multi-storey like us then you've obviously got uh, the option to perhaps get some kind of windscreen blocker just to stop the air getting into the car and carrying on heating it up while you're not in it because there's nothing worse than getting into a really hot car when you get back so uh, I saw a few people who kind of put blankets and things over the front of their cars took them in the doors and then closed the doors anything like that might work well for you 
Um, I've seen people using compasses and things online to work out where the sun is going to be at certain times in the day so that um, you, can, you can park where it's going to be shady towards the time that you'll come back. All these things are pretty nifty tips and tricks that you can look into. But for us, when we were just parking up at the service stations, it was just nice for us to go and get in the shade and just leave her windows and everything open and just let some breeze come through and cool off. So that's kind of all of the things that we did. Uh, it's probably worth noting that Peggy has got a few modifications that maybe made the journey a little easier. She is my first and only Morris Minor that I've driven, really, um, especially for such distances. So I don't know how much of a difference the thermostat's made, I don't know how much of a difference my five-speed gearbox has made, or my, my supposed racing manifold. All these things are kind of there. They're probably designed to make those sorts of journeys a little bit more bearable and easy. But I don't think that if you haven't got these things, that if you want to take your car for a really long journey, you should be put off. Just be prepared, um, plan those, those exciting stops and things on your journey, make it an adventure. There's loads of wonderful places um, that you can kind of stop off and enjoy now. So make the most of them and uh, I hope that today's episode has answered a few of your questions about taking a car of Peggy's age or younger or older out in such heat and um, you're perhaps plotting a adventure yourself. I'm going to go into a few more details in next week's podcast about kind of the ins and outs of what we did while we were down there uh, and a few more kind of details about the things that we did on our stops and things like that. So look out for that one and happy 10th podcast. Um, thanks so much for listening. Uh, happy motoring and drive safely.